If you've ever met Ivan Velasquez, you wouldn't think he was a giant slayer. He's soft-spoken, he's thoughtful, he smiles a lot, he's engaging. You know what, he reminds me a lot of the professors I had in college. This is Steve Dudley, co-director of Inside Crime. He's been following Colombian judge Ivan Velasquez's crime-fighting career for a decade. You wouldn't even think he would hurt a fly, much less take on a president or five presidents, as the case may be. And I'm Hector Silva. I'm a senior investigator for Inside Crime. And this is our podcast, Person of Interest, about organized crime in the Americas. Yet there he is, Mr. Soft-Spoken, professor-like judge, taking down presidents, one after the other. So Steve, I don't think I have ever seen a judge take on so many presidents. Where does this all come from? Where did this start? Well, I think we have to start with the fact that Velasquez is from Medellin, Colombia. Yes, that Medellin, Hector. Medellin, as you well know, has been at the center of basically every single battle in Colombia's war. First, it was the center of the guerrilla war. Then it was the center of the war against Pablo Escobar, also, of course, a Medellin native. Then it was at the center of the war with uh, with the right-wing paramilitary groups. El terror azotó a la capital de Antioquia durante los años 80 y 90, cuando un cartel de drogas impuso a sangre y fuego un nombre, Pablo Escobar. Velázquez makes his career in the middle of this. During the early 1990s, he is um, the ombudsman of, of the state. And, and, and he's in the middle of this battle between the government and Pablo Escobar. So those, those of you who watch Narcos know that the state, in essence, ran a dirty war against Pablo Escobar. Well, Velasquez's job was to suss out and prosecute those within the state that ran that dirty war against Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar fue abatido en diciembre de 1993, marcando el punto cero de una nueva Medellín. During the late 1990s, he's the head of a team of prosecutors who's now looking at the paramilitary groups. These paramilitary groups are killing and displacing thousands of civilians, and they are working with the government. And so he also has to suss out who those members of the paramilitaries are and who the members of the government are who are involved in this. Not only that, but they're also setting up these elaborate criminal schemes, criminal schemes that range from contraband and, you know, international drug trafficking, of course. And, you know, all of this, again, is the focus of Velasquez's attention. And all of these set him up for his fight against the president, right? What happened? 
Well, well, by the late 2000s, Velasquez is the head of the Supreme Court's investigative wing. Uh, It's the only part of the government that can legally investigate congressmen. And, And during that time period, this wing of the Supreme Court launches an investigation into a number of politicians who are connected or were connected with right-wing paramilitary groups. They, they'd in essence, helped them get elected, and they made all these other deals with them. And some of those who are involved or ensnared, I would say, in that investigation are allies of then-President Alvaro Uribe. Uh, and, and one of the congressmen who gets prosecuted is Uribe's cousin. What did Uribe do? Uribe, who, by the way, is also from Medellin, goes crazy. He goes mad. La investigación, la instigación, la instigación a falsos testigos para acusar a mis compañeros de acción pública y a mi familia. Todo a partir del presidente nefasto, el desmagistrado auxiliar de la Corte Suprema, Iván Velázquez. He and his allies, in essence, cook up a number of schemes to smear the reputation of that of the Supreme Court's investigative wing. And, and they're particularly focused on Velasquez. They send emissaries to entrap him. They bug his phone. They have paramilitaries give false testimony. They call him a communist sympathizer. El expresidente Álvaro Uribe repitió como verdades ante la Comisión Interamericana de Derechos Humanos hechos que han sido desvirtuados jurídicamente en Colombia. But Velázquez holds the president and his cronies off. He stays in office and continues to prosecute numerous congressmen. In fact, he outlasts Uribe himself, who leaves the presidency in 2010. So after dealing with Uribe, Velasquez decides that going after president is going to be his thing, right? Who knows? Uh, I mean, I'm sure if you ask him, he he would kind of blow it off. He would just sort of chalk it up to circumstance. And what led him into his next battle with the president? Well, uh, he's named commissioner in 2013 of something called the CICIC. Destacar que la Comisión Internacional contra la Impunidad de Guatemala, la CICIC, como decíamos, jugó un papel fundamental en la crisis política que vive actualmente Guatemala. Y en este contexto... I'm using the Spanish acronym here for what, what means in English International Commission Against Impunity in Guatemala. It's probably easiest to think of the CICIC as like an adjunct prosecutor's office. It has the United Nations backing, and then it has funding from uh, the United States government and then European governments. It was basically set up to help the Guatemalan government root out corruption and organized crime from the inside. So the CC has the power to prosecute? No, no, no. It just it just works with the attorney general's office on its cases. So while it can suggest and, and oftentimes does lead investigations, it can't do anything without the government prosecutors. Y este martes en Guatemala, en operativos conjuntos realizados por el Ministerio Público con el apoyo de la Comisión Internacional contra la Impunidad en Guatemala, la CICIC, 
Se realizaron allanamientos a las residencias de un magistrado y un abogado. Where does he do under Velasquez? Well, I mean, by the time Velasquez arrives, the CC's been there already for six years. And to be honest, its record was mixed. So it had brought a lot of criminal cases forward but it hadn't necessarily secured a lot of sentences. And everyone thought that Velasquez was coming in just to kind of create a, or prepare a graceful exit ramp, if you will, for the commission. Does he? Come on, Hector. Of course not. <laughs> Instead, what he does is he, he, he reaches back into his bag of tricks, bag of tricks that he developed when he was in Colombia. He was prosecuting paramilitaries and congressmen and, you know, all kinds of corrupt officials on the inside. He starts and he starts to develop a, a, a similar ambitious judicial agenda for Guatemala. Part of that agenda and, and people didn't realize this at the time, but part of the agenda was to go after then-president and sitting president, Otto Pérez Molina. Y por este caso, también se pronunció el jefe de la Comisión Internacional contra la Impunidad en Guatemala, Iván Velázquez, quien informó que se hallaron documentos que vinculan al presidente Otto Pérez Molina y la entonces vicepresidenta, Roxana Valdetti, con el caso por fraude aduanero conocido como La Línea. Molina was a former military general. And according to these investigations that they were doing, he was using all of his contacts inside the government to pillage the government from, from top to bottom. One of these schemes was to ignore imports um, or, or minimize imports from companies and then collect kickbacks from those same companies, some from those same beneficiaries. They called this inside, they called this la línea or the line. Al presidente y a la entonces vicepresidenta de la República. Molina perhaps kind of sensing or, or or figuring out that 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 Velázquez and the CCIG are on his tail was preparing the groundwork to get CCIG out of the country. Uh, but but it was difficult because the the, the CCIG had a lot of of international backing, United States backing and European countries were backing it very strongly. And then once the attorney general's office in the CCIG announced that they had this case, La Línea, it was too late. Uh, Perez Molina was, he was screwed. Uh, he, he eventually resigned and he was later jailed and, and now he's facing trial. So at this point, Velasquez is a giant slayer, as you as you like to say. He's the most popular person in Guatemala. He might as well be president. I mean, of, of course he can't be because he's not Guatemalan and he's not running for president. But the thing is that he's not done, is he? <laughs> yeah, come on, Hector. After Perez Molina is jailed, 
the attorney general's office and the CC goes on a virtual rampage. They start charging everyone from congressmen to hotel managers, bank owners, top officials, and they also charge two former Guatemalan presidents. It's crazy. There were so many charges in so many cases that Guatemalans invented a hashtag for the day that they would come out and 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 charge somebody new. They called it, they put hashtag Jueves Cicig or hashtag Thursday Cicig. That was the day that they would come out, a new charge, a new person, you know, facing down uh, huge accusations. Continuamos con más información de última hora y escucha muy bien porque hoy es Jueves de Cicig. Jueves de Cicig. Se declara Jueves de Cicig. Se habla... But the Cicig was still not satisfied. Just over about two years after they had taken down Pérez Molina, the Attorney General's office in the CICIG announced their second investigation of a sitting president. This time it's Jimmy Morales, the current president, who they say illegally financed his campaign back in 2015. Una vez más el Ministerio Público solicitó el retiro de la inmunidad del presidente de la República, Jimmy Morales. Este día la conferencia del Ministerio Público y la CICIG anunció una solicitud de antejuicio en contra del presidente Jimmy Morales. Además, en contra de la diputada Ninet Montenegro, de eso hablaremos esta noche con la etiqueta... ¿Ninet Morales I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's it's hard to tell. You know, since the charges were announced, Morales has tried a number of different times to get rid of Velázquez and the CICIC. First, he 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 declared him a persona Velázquez a persona non grata, but but a high court blocked him. At the same time, he and his allies basically started a smear campaign, not 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 too unlike what they did in Colombia. They called Velasquez a communist sympathizer and and much worse. Um, then then President Morales tried to isolate Velasquez in the commission. He tried to get an attorney general uh, that was much closer to the president than it was to CC was to the CCIG. but the new attorney general kept the investigation against the president going. Finally, in an act of what can only be called desperation, Morales surrounded the CCIG with army vehicles. These army vehicles had machine guns on top. It was it was the very thinly veiled threat. Um, and then he held a press conference. And, and in the press conference, he said, the commission's mandate would end no matter what um, in 2019. Um, But Velasquez remained in the country. So Velasquez won again? Uh, not, not exactly. The judge may have made his first major mistake. What do you mean? He left. Left where? He's in the United States. He left the country, Guatemala. He was trying to, I guess, shore up support for the for the CC where he thought he needed it the most, in the United States and in the United Nations. I mean, if he doesn't get that support, you know, Jimmy will probably be able to keep him out of the country and, and survive. Uh, 
But if he does get that support, Velasquez will probably go back and Jimmy Morales may fall. And then the giant slayer will continue. <laughs> 